Hi, this is Dave with Sci-Fi TV Rewatch, and this is another episode of Take 5. Now, tonight we're going to be talking about the beauty of IMDb, reboots, and Supergirl. But first, one of the beautiful aspects of IMDb, the Internet Movie Database, is that you know, it makes it so easy to obtain a comprehensive list of television shows and films in which our favorite actors have appeared. Heck, we don't even have to limit it to actors. I've said many times that I discovered Alias after I became captivated by J.J. Abrams' Lost, and, you know, if it weren't for IMDb, I'm not sure I would have ever tracked it down. And while I'd certainly heard of Castle for a time, I wasn't aware that Nathan Fillion was the star of the show, and surprisingly, it still took me a few years before I watched even one episode of Castle. Of course, Captain Reynolds was the initial draw, but like most Firefly fans, once you dive into the world of Rick Castle, it's a difficult world to leave. Now, on the other hand, I've been an NCIS fan from the beginning, and while I was doing some research when I filled in on an NCIS podcast, I had the occasion to look at Michael Weatherly's body of work, and lo and behold, I found Dark Angel, looked into it, and wondered how the heck did I miss this show the first time around. Now, since Wayne and I have been covering Dark Angel here on Sci-Fi TV Rewatch, I've learned that there are a lot of Dark Angel fans out there who also watch NCIS, and I can only assume that many of them followed Michael Weatherly into his role as very special agent Tony Dinozo. In fact, while Lost Girl was in its hiatus in between seasons three and four, our research led us to Rachel Scarston's portrayal of Dinah Lance in Birds of Prey. So, the logical next question is, should a worthy show be rebooted with the original cast, even if it means they've aged, and in some cases put on a few pounds here and there, or should it start completely fresh, completely new actors. All right, Battlestar Galactica chose to go the latter route, but it was also a nice touch to have the original Starbuck actor in a completely different role in the reboot. For me, this is kind of a big deal, and I don't know if you could recreate the look, feel, and obvious camaraderie we saw in Firefly without the original cast. So when Browncoats clamor for the show to return, are they asking for Nathan Fillion, Alan Tudyk, Gina Torres, and the rest of the crew, or would they be willing to welcome an entirely new set of actors? Dark Angel fans are experiencing the same dilemma, though, to be fair, it seems as if the legions that call themselves Browncoats likely far outnumber the actual viewers during the show's original run. But now, 13 years later, do Michael Weatherly and Jessica Alba really want to reprise their roles as Max and Logan? Now, of course, Jessica Alba continues to star in action movies, so there is that. But with Michael Weatherly's 24-episode commitment to the juggernaut that is NCIS, he may simply not have the time. Or would their fans flock to watch a new actress portray Max Guevara as she tries to put her life together in New Seattle? I mean, there's no question a lot of shows are getting reboots that don't deserve it. But in some ways, I think it's more difficult to reboot shows like Firefly and Dark Angel. I mean, the expectations are so high that it's virtually impossible to do anything but disappoint loyal fans. I mean, these were shows that broke new ground and were either so far ahead of their time or simply just didn't receive the proper support from their network. But either way, I'll keep my fingers crossed for reboots for both. All right, I'm sure many of you have checked out the new Supergirl series, and two episodes in, I find it a lot of fun with a number of likable characters. Jimmy Olsen's great, though. It would be nice to see him with a camera once in a while, since he is supposed to be a photographer. And what a voice. Callista Flockhart's Cat Grant engenders the perfect level of dislike without us hating her too much. And Kara's relationship with her sister does have its ups and downs, but the fact that she too is a superhero, albeit of a different sort, is a nice twist. 
But I do have a problem with the show, and it has nothing to do with the Superman controversy that's dominating the internet, though, to be honest, I'm not even sure what that's all about. But no, my problem is with her outfit, and I'm simply not sure how I feel about it. At first, I convinced myself that it's 2015, the cape and skirt should disappear. I mean, how ridiculous does Batman look in his cowl? But the more I considered it, the more confused I've become. I mean, I understand that her outfit is a significant part of her persona, but I wonder whether the showrunners should take a page out of Shieldwear, a.k.a. the basic black of May, Daisy, and Bobby, or for that matter, the outfits the women wear on Arrow. I know, I know, this is different, and, and it is, I get it. But still, I mean, keep the color scheme, even keep the S, but as cute as she looks in the skirt, it is 2015. I'm sure some of you consider my words blasphemy, and I'm not certain I disagree with you. But... Something in me just won't let it go. You know, I didn't realize it until I did some research, but Supergirl's origins lie in the 1972 release of Volume 1 of the Supergirl saga. Not the 1940s or 50s, as I surmised, given her costume's appearance. I mean, it somehow reminds me of the skirts the women wore playing professional baseball in the 1940s. You know, I suppose I'm just going to have to deal with it since the skirt and the cape are likely not going anywhere anytime soon. Well, that's it for now. Wayne and I will be back soon with another episode of Dark Angel on Sci-Fi TV Rewatch. See you guys.